Welcome everyone to a new episode of Movies and Brews, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm your host Jordan, and sitting across from me here is Daniel, the hot sauce maker. That's me. So today we're talking the new Jordan Peele film, Us. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's not go to the beach anymore. Cheers! Cheers! Well, before we get started here, Daniel, let's talk about what we're drinking this week. All right, so it was your week to bring the beer for Beer and Tell. So, Jordan, what'd you bring us? So, uh, this week I went to a brewery up here in northeast Portland called Great Notion, located off Alberta Street, and grabbed one of their, it's called Puppy Love. It's a hazy IPA. Try it out. Oh, that is delicious. You know, when I was looking at the can, I thought it said Great Nation, and I just... I went with it because I'm like, oh, these guys got top hats. Maybe it is Great Nation. But yep. now that I'm looking at it, Great Notion. Great Notion Brewing. Yep. It is delicious. Yeah, I'd like to go back there sometime and just do some flights and just try more of their stuff. But yeah. they had, they only had a couple to choose from as far as grabbing cans to go. So Okay, I don't think I've ever had anything from them. So good to know. Never heard of them, but taste delicious. So I'll keep well, an eye out. Check them out. All right. Well, before we get into our movie news here, why don't we talk about other things we've seen this week in a segment we like to call our weekly look back. So I saw two films this last week outside of a main one. I saw two films as well in a TV show that I think is worth a mention. My first film that I saw really doesn't need to have a lot of explanation, but I had recently got myself the Star Wars bug by listening to some podcasts. So I had... A couple weeks ago, I watched A New Hope, which was great. Probably my favorite of the original trilogy. And so I ended up watching Empire Strikes Back, dun, as you dun, do. Dun, 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 the grown-up Star Wars movies. People you know, view it as the more mature. Oh, with characters one. that are actually characters and have story arc? Well, I'm talking about as far as the original trilogy goes. That's mostly what people refer to as the more mature one because it ends on a downer kind of. But... You know, I watched that because, you know, if I watched the first one, then I got to watch the second one. Ends up on a high note. He finds out who his father is. He gets a new hand put back on. Yeah, but, you know, he got his, lost his hand. I don't know. It's just... He gets a cool robotic one, though. I know. It is very cool. Think of all the cool things you can do with a robotic hand. I saw that in an exhibit once, and it looked awesome. Oh, it's cool. Uh, yeah, so I watched that one. Always awesome. I love Star Wars. So, yeah, I watched Empire Strikes Back. Jordan, would you watch? Well, as I mentioned last time, I started watching Fast Times at Richmond High, and this week I finished it. And oh man, yeah, Daniel, I know you've seen this because yeah, we we talked about it last week that we both had seen this in theaters at one time. Gosh, that was a really good month. So a local theater here played what do they call it? Hall Pass Month or something? Because we saw Sixteen Candles, Weird Science, Fast Times, and I think it was uh, Days Confused. Just week after week for the month of whatever month I did that in. I think I only saw uh, Richmond High with you. I, I didn't see 16 Candles or anything. Oh, because I, I went to all of them. I know you did. It was awesome. <laughs> that was a good month. Although, I might have gone to Weird Science with you. Yeah, you or I think our friend Connor did, maybe. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. I remember... I think he went to Weird Science because I watched it around the same time. One of you came with me. Good stuff, though. But yeah, Fast Times Richmond High, written by Cameron Crowe and directed by Amy Heckerling. So, I don't know. I'm not going to go into too much detail about it. I mean, I mean hopefully, it, hopefully some of you will have seen this. I mean, it's a, it's a great teen comedy. It's cl- Yeah, it's classic teen comedy. The gist of it is a group of Southern California high school students are enjoying the most important subjects regarding math, sex, English, drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah, there you go. Sounds about right. Yeah, pretty simple. I mean, if you've seen a high school movie, it's kind of like that. Yeah. Now, this movie's a classic. came out in 82, and it's just it's got so many iconic scenes in it. I mean, you got the famous B.B. Kate's pool scene. You yeah. got Jess Piccoli, one, one of those famous stoners ever to grace the big screen. Yeah, Sean Penn. Sean Penn, that's right. I was going to share some fun trivia facts with you, though. So, this film had a few things Nick Cage-wise going for it. So I don't know if you noticed watching the movie, but Nick Cage is in the background in a few shots. Mainly, you tell me about Mainly this? the burger joint. Apparently, he lied about his age and said he was older so that he could try and get a bigger part. Because you know, if you're under 18, you can only film so much. Yeah. And he wanted a bigger role. Well, later on, the producer found out he was only 17. So still got cast in it, but in just a couple background parts. 
I guess this is the only time he's ever been under the name Nicholas Coppola. I, I didn't confirm this or not, but I guess he's the nephew of Francis Ford Coppola, the director. Oh, really? Yeah. So he had that name originally. This is the only time he's ever used it before he started doing Nick Cage. Um, kind of stage name. Yeah. So Fast Times is ranked number two on Entertainment Weekly's 50 Best High School Movies Ever. What's number one? I don't know. American Pie. Ferris Bueller. I feel like, no, fair, I could see Ferris Bueller, but... All right, you want a couple of tr- fun trivia things here? Yes. All right, so, for his masturbation scene, Judge Randall brought in a large dildo to work with. I guess this was originally going to be an X-rated film. They had shot so many scenes. Um, the scene where uh, the character Mike, got, you know, when he got together with Stacy in the pool house, apparently there's going to be more there between them where they'd strip down naked and like stare at each other back and forth awkwardly, like full frontal shots of both of them just staring at each other awkwardly. Well, that gave it an X rating, so the studio made him pull it back a little bit more so it passes an R. Okay. So there's that. The famous um, blowjob carrot scene that took place in high school. This also has to do with it being X-rated. Originally took place in a hot tub with the girls, where they were just sitting in a hot tub naked with the carrots instead of in a school cafeteria. Okay. They found that too racy, so that got scaled back so they could again take the movie to an R rating. And this was interesting. So Cameron Crowe, he wrote the film. I don't know if you know. So Cameron Crowe, you know, he wrote and directed Say Anything. Vanilla Sky. Uh, Jim McGuire, he sang with uh, Almost Famous. I do love Almost Famous. So, Cameron Crowe, anyway, for this, he did research. He'd been out in high school for a few years, so he went back as high school, posed as a student to kind of just see what kids were like in high school at that time. Mm-hmm. Wrote a book about it, and then he adapted his book into the screenplay. Well, <laughs> the character Rat, so you remember Rat in the movie? He's the one that's kind of awkward, works in the movie theater, has a crush on Stacy. Yeah, I think I remember that. They go on an awkward date. They have awkward scenes all throughout the movie. So anyway, his character is based off somebody that he knew in high school. And apparently that kid went off and became the co-founder of the Dummy series. Those books are like, you know, grilling for dummies. Oh, really? Apple computers for dummies. Yeah, Windows 95 for dummies. Oh, wow. So, yeah. That's pretty crazy. So, yeah, the character of Rat is based off that guy. That seems like such self-gratifying. Like, you went, you wrote a book, and you adapted your own book into a movie. <laughs> apparently that's how it got attention, doing it that way. I don't know, to get a studio to look at it. That's but yeah, he was already working for Rolling Stone at the time. That's part of why he wrote wrote in all these like musical references. Like people are wearing musical shirts. Has, that one guy's a scalper talking about bands and everything. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. This is as far as like the genre goes. Teen sex comedy this is one of my favorites. Okay. <laughs> Good, funny, solid movie. All right, Daniel. What was your next movie? So my second movie. If you couldn't guess from the first movie, I watched Return of the Jedi. I was gonna say I'm seeing a pattern here. Yeah. New Hope. Empire Strikes Back. Next is Return of the Jedi. I, because the, the whole reason I want started this because I listened to a podcast and you're talking about Return of the Jedi. I'm like, oh man, I, I want to watch that. I'm like, well, I can't just watch the last one. I'm just going to watch all of them. So I ended up rewatching the whole trilogy in the last couple weeks. Had a great time, had a blast, because as a kid, Return of the Jedi was my favorite one, which apparently is a very common thing I'm finding out. But most people say when they grew up, like Empire Strikes Back became their favorite one. And I have to say, New Hope, favorite of the original trilogy. And I don't know. It's just Star Wars. Star Wars is Star Wars, and it's still awesome. All these years later. Well, good. So you, yeah, you're quite, quite on Star I can't talk. You are quite on the Star Wars high right now. I know. I mean, like, essentially, even though I have, what, like four other movies now, I only really want to watch maybe one more, which is Rogue One. Yeah. Good other one. than that, I'm I'm good. So I watched that, and that that would be my second movie, Jordan. So my second movie, you talked about this one or two weeks ago. I decided, like, I'm feeling left out here. I'm going to watch me some Wayne's World. Wayne's World. So, yeah, Wayne's World. Yeah, the other night I came home late, and I was like, yeah, you know what? I just want to watch something, you know, familiar but funny and popped in some Wayne's World. I got you a gun rack. I don't even have a gun, let alone mini guns that accumulate an entire rack. <laughs> Written and starring Mike Myers, Dana Carvey, Rob Lowe, Tina Carrera. I mean, this movie. Bohemian I, I, Rhapsody sung in a car. Bohemian Rhapsody sung in a car of a teenager. What? Oh, gosh. This this movie is just one of my favorites. It's when it comes, especially, I don't know, not even comedies, but definitely comedies, but just in general, one of my favorite movies. I love this movie. It's got so much rewatchability. It does. There's so many classic the parts. The humor in it's still spot on. Oh, my gosh. It's hilarious. Like, it's just so funny the whole way through. Just Wayne and Garth, just everything. Their chemistry is amazing. <laughs> just Garth, like, you know. Someday I like to bully go where no man's gone before. 
But I'll probably just stay in Aurora. <laughs> yeah. Just, so, great stuff. <laughs> oh, I know. It's the best. And yeah, Tia Carrera uh, singing. I mean, this. I think this was, I'm trying to remember her story. She grew up in Hawaii. I think she started modeling first and was in some commercials. Mm-hmm. Small roles, maybe in like TV. And then I think this really was her first big break. Okay. Because she went on from Wayne's World 1 and 2 and then she did True Lies with James Cameron. I've never seen that. Uh, yeah, I should check that movie out. I don't think I've ever seen anything else she's been in except for Wayne's World. Yeah. Yeah, she was decently big in the 90s, I would say. She's kind of, you know, I think she's still on TV now. But, yeah, she's she's so much fun in this. I'm so glad they cast her in this role. Like, she fit the role perfectly, I thought. No, she did. She's and great. And, of course, you have Rob Lowe playing Benjamin. Yes. <laughs> like, man, what is with this guy? Like, man, if I don't know about you, but... I would not bring a, a girl like Cassandra to a place like this. I mean, this place is an official Babel air. Chicks are helpless against his powers. <laughs> I still like my fate. What I think the when I watched it recently, the most I laughed was when uh, his his producer is like, "No, Benjamin's my friend." And Garth's like, "Benjamin's nobody's friend. If he was an ice cream flavor, he'd be pralines and dick." <laughs> <laughs> and then he takes the, he, it's gonna be okay yeah he, he disarms he's, the flashlight flash. by taking the batteries out. It's, gonna be okay. it's gonna be okay it's so great I, it's so good oh <laughs> uh, yeah no it's we're gonna do a whole episode on that we're gonna have to watch both of them back to back and then just go straight into recording absolutely oh, we should so definitely good. do that i'd love to do a throwback we'll have to get our sister in on that one yeah that'd be hilarious though good yeah amazing but yeah i will will talk your ears off on that well so what was your next movie or show so the next thing i had was it was a show and i haven't watched all of it because there was 18 episodes but i think it's worth a mention uh the netflix anthology uh show called love death and robots and it's an anthology series like i mean they already black mirror i think is their only other anthology series that they have they all just have a common theme which is I feel like i've heard of that love one. death and robots but they're 18 animated shorts and they all have different animation styles or at least from what i've seen they're all va- the ones that i've seen are vastly different oh, that's cool i mean the first one was just super intense and super dark. And the second one had a ton of humor in it and it was hilarious. And then the third one was just super dark or like super kind of crazy, like kind of neon Tokyo style. But they're hard to explain, but they're all animated. Uh, the first couple are heavily CG, like uh, computer animated. And then the third one looked like it was more of like computer and like some hand-drawn animation as well. But uh, they all have like vastly different animation styles, which is just super cool. <laughs> Next one will be Lego stop motion. Yeah, I just, it kind of reminded <laughs> me of the Animatrix. Oh, yeah. yeah a yeah. little bit for some reason. I think one of them just gave me a flashback to the Animatrix. And, but it's something like that. They're all like have a similar thread but they're all vastly different from one another and i think the longest one that i've seen is maybe 20 minutes so they're all fairly short too so i haven't had a chance to check out all of them but from what i've seen it's been really cool might have to check that out yeah definitely don't watch it with kids though it's very violent and graphic okay cool yeah that's just what i wanted to bonusly throw in at the end there love death and robots all right well why don't we get into our movie news here daniel Take it away! Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba-ba! This week in movie news. There's a couple big things on the horizon. We have gotten word that the Fox and Disney merger is officially done. And one of the big things is, I think, what was it? 4,000 people were laid off from Fox? Something like that. Something like that. So it's kind of like one of those things that has to be expected from like two companies merging. You know, like if... Disney won't buy, and they're going to put their 4, people where they want them. That's a huge number. I know, but they're a huge company. I mean, Fox and Disney are both huge. I know, but that's a huge number of layoffs, though. I don't know. I'm still not thrilled about this merge. People are like, oh, cool. X-Men can be part of the MCU. Blah, 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 blah. Dude, it's good to have competitors. If Samsung didn't have Apple, we'd be back on the Samsung Galaxy 5 still. We need competitors. Yeah, I know. And it's if- just... Disney owns everything. Like they want to go after Comcast next. Comcast owns Universal. If they get Comcast next, I mean, it's all under one Disney umbrella. That's just not good for us moviegoers. Disney's gonna own everything. No, I just we don't love want... Disney. No, we don't. Disney is the Lord. Mm-hmm. I, for one, love my giant mouse overlord. Mm. Except for when they touch Star Wars and they fuck. 
screw it up. I've been unplugged from the Matrix, so I know better. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it does suck. I mean, there's good and bad about it. I just hope Deadpool stays its own thing, which they said, yeah, but, you know, you never know. And they also said they take care of Star Wars. Yeah, they did say that. So, and now we're yeah, here. Yeah, again, I'm just not, this is just not something that thrills me. I like comp- competition between companies. No. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that I would possibly want out of this entire deal is Fox owned the rights to the original, original Star Wars film still. And everybody wants like a theatrical Blu ray release of the original unedited film. So that's the only thing that I could possibly see that I would want out of this merger. I don't know how likely it is from what I've read pretty far fetched, but it's possible. We'll see what happens. I mean, I'm I'm kind of scared for James Cameron's Avatar series now that they're going to Disneyfy it. Oh, kid friendly it. Not that we were expecting it to be amazing anyway, but it's pretty I don't know, it's still they're going to kidfy everything. I don't know. That's just I not a good day for movie industry yeah you know it's just huge now but hopefully it'll be okay we'll see so we got that um and then on the tail end of that is that it should i read something that uh the x-men x-men movies coming to the mcu are still years away which you know would make sense the merger just happened and you know their phases like they have a lot of movies a lot of moving parts already set in stone and they have a huge plan, so even though they were trying to get the merger, you know, they can't really plan for something that hasn't happened officially yet. So we're probably looking at, at least probably like four or five years before an X-Men in the MCU shows up. Oh, well, hey, at least we have uh, Dark Phoenix to look forward to. Yeah, I, I didn't realize we were looking forward to that. <laughs> I did see a new trailer for that before us this week. And this cut of it, this is probably the best cut trailer so far yet. Still not stoked about it, but... This definitely looks like the better of the trailers. Mate, hopefully it'll be good. I mean, the last... I mean, Apocalypse wasn't good, but I think that's the only one of this series that I haven't really enjoyed. Yeah, it's probably my least favorite. Aside from... Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's down there with X3. Yeah, I mean, oh, it's way down there. Way down there with X3. But, I mean, I really like Days of Future Past. Oh, absolutely. Days First of Class. Logan was amazing. X-Men Origins Wolverine I did not like. Yeah, that's especially bad. But, you know, hopefully I would like to see... Got the Deadpool train moving, at least. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So at least we can get some cool stuff with Deadpool still. And then I have one more thing is Todd Phillips releases moody new Joker image and confirms that editing is underway. So the editing for the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie is in the works. Cool. We'll get a trailer soon then. Yeah, like in a like an actual official trailer. Saw something that you couldn't tell if it was fan made or if it was leaked. I wasn't sure. I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see what it's gonna look like. Not necessarily excited to see the movie. I'm curious. Yeah, I don't have high hopes for, but I'm curious. I know, and that's the thing is like I feel like why so curious? Yeah, my my fear is that you know like Walking Phoenix elevates whatever he's in, but he can't elevate an entire movie like to being good. If the script is bad, and so far DC hasn't really, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just it's just a whole we'll see. Yeah, it's like you you gotta you gotta make five good movies in a row before I'm gonna be super excited. Five, wow, something like that. You gotta have a track record. Right now, it's spotty. <laughs> hit miss, hit miss. Yeah, swing, miss, swing, miss, swing. Second base. Yeah. So that's really all the movie news. Now we had a couple trailers drop. And I yes, know Jordan was super excited for this one. Yeah. Jordan, what did you think about the Door of the Explorer live action Nickelodeon movie? Oh, man. It's like a prequel I always wanted, you know, the prequel to Laura Croft. <laughs> yeah. Looks amazing. I mean, Door of the Explorer, I mean, she's grown up a little bit, that's for sure. Yeah, she used to be for babies, and now she's for supposed to be for. She's supposed to be in high school, but it doesn't look like a movie that's going to appeal to any high schooler. Yeah, my whole guess, my guess is with this is, forget when Dora Explorer came out, but whatever, whoever grew up with that as far as three and four year olds are now in high school, so this is for them. No, I mean, Dora the Explorer was out when I was a kid, so we're past high school now. Oh, wow, it's that old? Yeah. Jeez. 
Okay, then. Yeah, I don't know who this movie's for. It's definitely not for us. No, definitely not. This is going to be, when you lose a bet, you're going to go see this movie. The only credit I can give it is it looks better than any straight-to-TV like Disney Channel movie that they produce. Probably not by much, but it looks like it's seemingly somewhat better than that. I don't know. I don't watch any of those, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> They're really garbage. But, gosh, I just, I don't know. It just it, Everything is so cringy. So what, what, our parents send her to go live in the city? Yeah, they... The- they it looks like they're putting it like a fish out of water. You know, like, oh, you can't bring a knife into a school? Like, come on, Dor. You would know that. You, anybody with common sense would know that. I guess she hasn't watched the news lately. I don't know. I don't think... It doesn't look like it's going to work. But they're they're trying. And I uh, told my girlfriend about this. She's like, I saw that on my YouTube channel, and I thought it was a joke. Like she didn't know that they were actually making it. She's like, "Why would they make a live action Dory?" I'm like, "Why indeed?" But well, here I, we I, are. I like how she uh, tried to jump that from rock to rock and fell like two stories and didn't break a leg or nothing. It's like I'm fine. Right there, I'm like out, done. Nope. But she's got a purple monkey. No. Yeah, she has CGI backpack and CGI monkey. Woo! But where's the map? Mm. <laughs> anyway, so that looks garbage. Moving on, we got. Did this happen before it's or after last uh, week? But we got a Toy Story 4 trailer. Yeah, it was last week. It was like, I think the day after we recorded. Yeah, I think it was like the next morning it was put out there. Brand so, new official Toy Story 4 trailer. Which looks good. Had a couple, like even some scary moments with freaky dolls and antique stores. Yeah, kind of look like um, Chucky kind of stuff. Yeah. And then we get a glimpse at Bo Peep in action. Well, well, one of those dolls remind me of was uh, from Goosebumps. I think that's what the reference is. I watched, I saw a lot of things saying, uh, I forgot the doll's name, but from Goosebumps. Yeah, I don't remember his name either. But yeah, it looked interesting. The animation looks good. And kind of surprised at Bo Peep's redesign. I mean, they show her in her classic, or they show like, a version of her in like her classic looking costume from the first two. Yeah, first two movies. And then they show her in like this new, I don't, I don't know what to call it, but just new outfit. And I'm kind of curious because it seems like she's going to be the bad guy. That's kind of my speculation. I wonder if there's going to be a twist in there where Bo Peep is some kind of bad guy. Yeah, you know, like, and she doesn't really look porcelain in the trailer. So like my kind of like far-fetched ideas maybe she's like an updated version like a newer version of the classic doll but instead of made of porcelain she's made of plastic and maybe she's impersonating the original bo peep yeah that's what it, I mean, it doesn't look porcelain but i mean it just could be because the animation it's has gotten so like much material. better looks different i don't know i don't know it looks like there might be that would the villain twist kind of like well kelsey Grammer's like teddy bear isn't a real twist because if you cast kelsey Grammer in anything but fraser he's the bad guy sideshow bob bad guy right (laughs) teddy bear bad guy there's at least one other bad guy and then all right any well well, before we move on to the most exciting trailer that we got no thoughts on the trailer is that it for thoughts on toy story oh oh, i guess well i guess those are pretty much our thoughts i'm I'm so mixing this i'm very excited for this and same time i'm very scared because it's going to be so hard to stick the land looks like a looks like a little road trip movie and we meet Sporky. We get to figure out Sporky. I mean, he seems kind of like a weird suicidal doll or toy. Yeah, he tries to like jump out the window. I mean, I don't even know. Like, it seems like he's just trying to like jump out the window to kind of just like end it. But I'm like, well, in every single Toy Story movie we've seen, somebody jumps out of some window. Yeah, I don't know if he necessarily wants to end himself or I think he just wants to get out of her life. Bonnie. Yeah, Bonnie. That's her name. Yes. The little girl. I don't know. I'm, I'm so just like, looks good, but I'm scared excited but scared no i'm excited too because toy story is awesome the animation looks awesome it looks it's good to see all these characters again but they stuck the landing so hard in the third one that it's just hard to see a way that they're going to perfectly still land the ending if this is going to be the new ending to the all, the movie series mm-hmm. we'll see we'll see yeah what are some other trailers, Daniel? Well, Jordan, as you know, a movie trailer that we have been looking forward to, mostly you, because you love this director. You directed some of your favorite movies. So true. So they finally released Once Upon a Time in Hollywood trailer. 
And I yeah. remember I sent it to you. I'm yeah. like, this is it. Not a drill. It happened. And I still didn't believe you. I thought about sending you something completely unrelated. But this time I was going to be nice. So, Jordan, what did you think about that trailer? Oh, I loved it. Oh, my gosh. From the very beginning. I mean, oh, it was like goosebumps all the way through. I mean, I've been anticipating this movie. This is my number one anticipated movie of the year. A little scary because like, oh, what if it doesn't look good? But no, this trailer did not disappoint whatsoever. From the beginning, I mean, you got DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. Great, like, dialogue, too, right there. Like, I love that part. Like, they're getting interviewed by somebody on a set, it looks like, on some Western. Yeah. And he was, like, describing what a stuntman does. And then the interviewer looks at Brad Pitt's character, who is the stuntman, and is like, so is that, is that how you describe your job? And Brad Pitt's like, well, Karen's a load? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, that that got me busting up laughing when I saw it. And then it cuts to music, and then you see the ninth film by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, and I'm just like, ah. I know it's a great looking trailer. Yes, I mean that guy. I mean, let's talk that guy that they cast as Bruce Lee. Holy cow! Yeah, that was that was also the other talk about super on funny point part. casting. Same with the uh, Charles Manson guy too, who I found out is actually playing Charles Manson twice this year. Really? Yeah. And he shot, he had like a two week break in between movies. He, I forget the other one's called, but he, he shot the first one first and then two week break and then went and did Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, this guy's going to be Charles Manson twice. Uh, we saw Margot Robbie in a few shots. A Love little, it. Like go go dancer kind of. Video. Yeah, because like, there's this cast, this cast is huge. And we, we get a glimpse of the, at least the main ones because, yeah, we get DiCaprio, Pitt, Margot Robbie. I don't think we saw Al Pacino at all. I don't think so. Not not to my knowledge, but the Bruce Lee jump. I forget the guy's name, but the guy that played Bruce Lee. That was great, too. It's like, my hand, or what did you say? My fists are registered as lethal weapons. I accidentally kill you, I go to jail. Yeah, that was an excellent like, scene. Anybody accidentally, anybody accidentally kills anybody, they go to jail. It's called manslaughter. Yeah. <laughs> but... Anyway, that was me pumped. I mean, Tarantino, he's he's one of uh, definitely a few directors who I am always looking forward to their next one. Yeah. And yeah, I, I can't wait. I mean, I started watching, actually, yeah, I watched part of The Hateful Eight just last night, actually. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I started it like around New Year's, I think. Watched the first 45 minutes, and then I've gone back last night and watched another hour. So now I got like 45 minutes to go. But almost there. I love his style. I love his dialogue. It's all, it's amazing. Can't wait to see this. Awesome trailer. And yeah, I don't even need... This is one of those things I don't need another trailer. I'm set. I'm sold. I want to see this. Yeah, when does it come out? Late July. Okay. So, still a few months away. Mm -hmm. Still got some time. Yep. But yeah, sweet trailer. All right. Sweet. I think that's all the movie news and trailers that I had. Well, there's one more trailer, too. That's pretty amazing. But Daniel can't talk about it because he can't watch it yet. Oh, right, right. Yep. The Stranger Things Season 3 trailer. Stranger Things Season 3. Yes. And I'm... Whoa, 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 whoa. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what is that about? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to... <laughs> Turn it off. <laughs> all right. That was awkward. Well, all I can tell you is I need to finally watch Season 2. Uh yeah, what's with the holdup? I don't know. I just seriously. I don't. I can't. There's no good reason. There's there no is acceptable no good reason. You're, you're reason watching I can this give new you. um robot sex chicken whatever show on Netflix. Time to go watch some Stranger Things season two. I know, but that show's so easy. It's only twenty minutes per episode. Oh boo hoo! Daniel, it's time to watch some season two. But yes, awesome trailer. I loved it. It was great. <laughs> a really funny bit in the beginning. I did show Daniel the funny bit in the beginning. Yes. But yeah, that. they don't give a lot away. This one looks like it's going to be the most 80s yet. It takes place in the summer of 1985, so right there in the middle of the 80s. All our favorite characters are back, and I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, like, I can't be excited about it yet because I can't watch it yet because I haven't seen season two. But I need to get, I just need to rip off the band-aid. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to rewatch season one again before this comes out, but I'd like to rewatch season two to kind of prepare for it. Can't wait. Stranger Things. Awesome, and that's July 4th this year. Yep, July 4th. So yeah, a couple of good things coming in July. All right, Daniel, well, why don't we switch gears here and start talking about our main event. Yes, there were rabbits in the movie. 
quite a bit of rabbits, actually. No rabbit poop, though. Where do they go poop? That, well, probably in their cages. You'd think it would be all over the floor or the hallway, but nothing. Uh, it's pretty clean. Yes, it is. It is actually very clean. It's all right. All right. So we are here today to talk the new Jordan Peele film, Us. Yes, we are. And I'm very excited to talk about this because, Jordan, I was surprised you wanted to get an episode on this in the books because you don't really watch like horror movies. I've never known you to actually seek out one. Well, I just knew it was going to be the big one of the week. So I was like, yeah, let's go see it. I, All right. I watch, I don't mind horror. I just don't see them often. Yeah, that's fair. They were banned in my house when I was a kid, so I just never got into them. Oh, and I just have grown you, up. You'd think I would have been the opposite, where like they were banned when I was a kid, so I'd like be all about them now as an adult and watch them all the time, every time one came out, and have a whole collection of classics. But I just but instead he just you just went for teen sex comedies, basically. <laughs> kind of my American Pies, my Fast Times, my Risky Businesses. Yeah, and I think I I didn't go that route, and I Ferris went Bueller. towards uh, towards horror genre because i enjoyed that a lot well i, I mean, haven't seen one in a while so i was excited to see i mean i'll give movie. i'll give my overview real quick so my general thoughts on it i thought this was well acted i thought the actors in this were great i thought it was well shot like i thought jordan peele did a really good job shooting this film like so i guess it was acted good and it looked good but as a whole i don't know it just kind of lost my interest halfway it, it didn't through really come together for you I, I don't know if I want to say it didn't come together. I mean, I don't want to sound like, oh, I didn't get it. I mean, I've been process. I've only had it, I only just saw it a couple hours ago. So I'm still processing it a little bit, but I just, I got bored halfway through. Like, I don't know. Like, it's the, I like thrillers, and this is, I don't really think of this as horror. I think of it as a thriller. And I, I, I don't know. I just, towards the end, the, the third act has some really good moments in it, but overall, I don't know. I just I got to a point where I'm like, all right, can they just kind of wrap this up already? Like, either kill some people and let's move on, or let's just go home. I don't know. I just uh, I don't know. Okay, I mean that's. I fair. don't want to spoil anything yet. We'll definitely get into spoilers here. Like, we're probably gonna spoilers here in like two minutes because. Because <laughs> that's the thing about horror is like it's all about the reveals and the reveal like reveals start pouring out like 20 minutes yeah, in. And, I, and I really like the first act, all the build up of the first act with the family and everything like that. I really like that a lot. But I'm still, again, processing a lot of it. Overall, I thought this was just all right. Okay. That's fair. That's a fair assessment. But Daniel, what were your general thoughts? So my general thoughts growing in is I was excited because, one, I haven't seen a horror movie in a while. Um, I haven't seen Get Out, which I've been meaning to get around to, and I just couldn't get around That's to That's something, too, it. is... I uh, I didn't mention that beforehand. My excitement going in, so I didn't see Get Out myself. So I'm, I guess I'm I guess you could say I'm not on the Jordan Peele hype train, if you will. So I wasn't like right. ecstatic to see this. I saw the previous four and thought eh, it looks good, like it could be good. Anyway, continue. So I haven't seen Get Out, but I heard it's nothing but good from people. So it's just one of the things that I need to get around to seeing. I definitely am going to get around to it seeing probably before next episode, but I just haven't got to see it yet. Um, so I decided going in because one. I enjoy, I, I expected to have like a quality film, if nothing else. Like I wasn't sure if I was going to be scared or if it was going to, I wasn't sure exactly what this movie's going to turn into, but I am one excited because he wrote, directed and produced this whole thing. So his vision is what he got on the screen, which is always cool. And then two, it's just with all movies, either being reboots or in a franchise, it is cool to see someone who's didn't make a get out too he made a brand new thing yes i i hats off for that <laughs> yeah because i'm like there's like even that's I, part I think, of the reason i cannot wait for once upon a time in hollywood something original exactly like we get not enough originality and even i watched an interview and he's just like yeah i don't want to make because so, someone asked him like mentioned it that he about uh he's like after get, don't you want to make get out for the next decade well no someone's like hey so like after get out come on you must have had like i can't imagine marvel not calling you and he's just, all he said was like you know i've gotten a lot of pretty big offers but i'm not interested in making franchises which is cool and i appreciate that well, a lot good for you mr peel so yeah, uh, going to this movie, I was excited. Haven't seen a horror movie in a long time, but I enjoyed this movie for the most part. There's some nitpicky things that I didn't really get such understand. I watched a lot of theories afterwards, and there's still some stuff that nobody can really answer. But, you know, that's that's how movies go sometimes, and that's okay. It's not necessarily, like, necessary for me to know every in and out. But I sure would like to. 
Anyway, those are those are my initial thoughts. Okay. Um. Gosh. Uh, so, do you like the acting though? Oh yeah, I I did. I, I thought uh, the cast was good because um, uh, his name Lapido uh, Nyonga. We'll maybe. go with that. Yeah, uh, she was very good. I enjoyed her quite a bit. Yeah, we've seen her in Black Panther, 12 Years a Slave. Uh, another guy from Black Panther who plays her husband in this, uh, Winston Duke. Yes, I know. that. I didn't realize she was from Black Panther, too. I recognized him almost immediately, though. And then, yeah, you have a couple people that play their kids. Uh, Shahadi, right, Joseph? And Evan Alex. Yeah, they play their kids in this. And then their friends to Elizabeth Moss and Tim... Uh, Heidecker, who's the who's the little girl that played? I think it was um, Madison Curry. She's just new to the scene. She's the one that played the young version of her. Okay, all right. Uh, and I mean, I'm not. I liked her. I mean, she doesn't really. She's very limited role, but I don't know. I I did like the act, especially with the kids. Like, um, I thought they did a pretty good job. Yeah, I thought the kids were really good in this. I, I especially liked um yeah, I I did like the again the first act, all the build up and stuff, the family, you know, going on vacation. Well, first they do a flashback to 1986, I think it was. Yes. With the uh, what is her character's name? Red no, Red was the alter ego. Adelaide? Adelaide. Adelaide. Yes. Yeah, they show Adelaide as a child with her parents at the fair, you know, they're at on the beach and she wanders off, goes into this little haunted house thing, and that's when she sees a duplicate of herself. And I thought that all that was pretty cool. Yeah. Just the whole, like, mystery of her going in there all by herself and stuff. It's kind of funny. Like, I don't know she heard something, but I like how her mom's like, I'm going to go to the restroom. You watch her. I'll be back. She knows, like, she, I mean, her mom just says stay put, and, like, immediately she just starts wandering off the second her mom's gone. Yeah, and that's just what freaking kids do. Yeah. Like, tell them to do something. like, okay, yeah, but counterpoint i'm gonna go over here yeah, what's that over there yeah so yeah and she wanders off the house of mirrors there is a lot of tension in that just because she's wandering by herself and one thing is like i hate seeing it's like see like in movies like the dog dies i don't want to see a dog die i love dogs same with i don't really want to see children getting hurt <laughs> It's one of those things that makes me uncomfortable. So it builds a lot of stress when she was in there and then the lights go out. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God, get out of there. And she tries. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought we were going to stay back there in 19, back in 1986, I should say, longer. But then we flash forward to the present time with her as a grown up with her family. Right. And yeah, and the movie kind of essentially really starts building up when, uh, when they... The Wilsons? The Wilson family. Yeah, they go to a cabin or not cabin that not a like, cabin in the that woods. sounds more in the woods it's kind of stuff a beach house just a suburbs. beach house i think it's owned by a family member or something they said yeah i think it's like they said like their grandma or grandmother something. or something yeah it's going on a little family vacation gonna go hang out at the beach yeah she seems to have some pretty big ptsd for the beach yeah i know she gets super nervous when they talk about going there so yeah and then like you know we get them the family's there they're all hanging out the house and i think it's like the first night and then start things start happening, reveals start going on, and like the horror elements start seeping into the movie. Yep. I guess uh, I don't know. At that point, should we just go into spoilers? Like, yeah, it's just it's really hard to dance around the stuff. So we're just gonna start really talking is. about the beginning, so, yeah. the build up. I would say, yeah, if you want to check it out, it's worth checking out in theaters. Definitely go see it. I mean, a lot of people saw this. What did it make like seventy million over the weekend? I think maybe more than that. Yeah, it had a pretty good strong opening, though, which is awesome. But yeah, I would definitely say go check out some Us. Now we're going to start kind of talking about the movie from the beginning, but there's, I mean, there's a reveal, like, within 20 minutes, so we don't want to spoil any of that for you. So if you're interested, go check it out. Bring your girlfriend, bring your boyfriend, but I think you could handle it on your own. I had to go by myself. I had no one there to hold me when all the scary stuff was going on. But I bet you ate a lot of chocolate to make yourself feel better. I did. <laughs> it's okay. I was eating M and M's. I was like, "Oh man, there's nobody around here." Yeah, I was at a pretty empty theater. I think there was like two other couples and something in the theater. Oh. So it was nice. It was quiet. Nobody made a sound the whole time. It was awesome. Well, my theater wasn't as empty, but I was really surprised. There were a couple of teenagers right in front of me. I'm like, okay, these are the chicks that I'm gonna have issues with because they're both on their phones. Like, I'm gonna have to kick these seats yeah but luckily it's like even it was amazing even the, the trailer started everybody put their phones away most people even have their phones out throughout the trailers because like well, it's not the movie anyway 
moving forward, let's start talking about this movie. All right, Jordan. So what I kind of, all right. So how this movie like starts out, (laughs) well, they, you know, when the horror elements start is, I think it's like the first night at the beach and the power goes out and then they look out in front yard and there is a family staring at them. And you see this in the trailer. And then I think the most tension I felt for the movie, for the entirety of the movie is when that family starts breaking into their house. And that has the, that had the most horror elements in it too. I felt, you know, family breaks in, scares the living crap out of everybody. Like, I don't know. Like they break the dad's leg or at least severely yeah, I, hurt. I don't it. think he actually got his leg broken, but it got hurt pretty good. Yeah. He only had a bat taken to it. It got hit pretty good. I mean, yeah. I mean, a metal hurt. bat too. So he, his legs messed up for the entire movie. Uh, and then they kind of like all hurt, like herd them into the room. And that's when you see that it's the, like the inverse of the family mm-hmm. and which I thought was pretty scary. Like I did. I mean, that- there's, I like those moments there, like with the family, family staring at the family and that was good stuff. And then like, they start beating the crap out of the dead and dragging him off. You drag him through like a pile what? of glass. I guess. I don't know if it's too early to start asking questions. Well, okay, Jordan, a- ask questions. Ask away. Why not just kill him? That everybody else's duplicates, as we find out later, everyone else's duplicates in the town, they just kill them instantly. Why does there just kind of drag it on, drag it about? Okay, I do have an answer for that. Well, answer away, because I was getting pretty frustrated. I'm like, why are you prolonging this? Just take your scissors and just kill him. Okay. All right, so we 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 just decided we're going spoiler all in to this movie right yeah because the dad gets dragged away thrown on a boat i mean i like that stuff that happens on the boat but again why doesn't he just stab him and kill him okay so spoilers if you have not seen the movie stop listening right now because i literally have to talk about the end reveal to make this all make sense so here we go final warning three two one here we go so the reason the reasoning behind that because yes Everybody else's duplicates, like they murder them as soon as they can. From what I've understood, from what I've looked up, from what I got from watching the movie, is the reason that there's, I mean, that she, uh, Red, which is like the, uh, the tethered evil version of the, uh, Adelaide, she even says that they want to take their time with them because at the end of the movie, it's revealed that the inverse, the evil woman is actually the original girl who got swapped when she was a child and was locked down with the rest of these tethered people, like clones of like people living above ground. And so like, they always live like kind of a parallel life to each other, like connected, whether it's which whichever one's above, like they're still connected in uh, some way. So essentially she just like goes through how, like, you know, when I could see when you were getting presents for Christmas, I was getting glass. Like when you were falling in love, this like monster was like essentially like, but it's happened to the other people too. The, uh, their friends, family. Right. But the thing is she was the only one mentally aware of what the hell was happening to her. But why wouldn't she try to escape all the way back then? See, that's something I don't know. That's just like kind of a plot hole. It's kind of something you just have to. Why would you stay down there? I don't understand that. I I don't know. That's another thing. Like why it takes so long. Maybe it's all the planning. I don't know why she didn't just leave. I don't know how she could leave. How? I'm not sure. How? Pretty easy. Just open that door up in the thing and go downstairs. And I don't know. I know. It's just one of those things like, I don't know why, but essentially that's the reasoning why they took so long because they really want, she really wanted to enjoy her revenge because she's been down there for like 30 years and she's painfully aware of everything that's going on around her while the other people. So, so kill, so kill everybody around her instantly and then just make her suffer. Well, I think, well, I don't know. I think it's, I think it just goes with the thinking of just like she suffers more when she th- sees the people she cares about suffering for prolonged periods of time. That's I mean, I guess I mean they they cha- that makes sense because they did chain her to the table, right? Which leads to another question coming up. <laughs> okay, um, so that's the best I can make from that. All right, all right. 
Well, I've got questions. Like I said, I haven't had a whole day to process this. All right. Well, fire away, because I've looked up a lot of theories I'll answer. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that did bug me. I mean, like, the whole family makes it out of this alive, and I'm like, it just doesn't seem realistic when everybody else is getting slit and cut up left and right. Right. But this family somehow makes it out just fine. Yeah. I think that the only reason why they did is because they decided to try and toy with them and take their time. And so would the other families duplicates be in on this? Because here's the part where I kind of lost interest was the other family gets killed instantly. And then they're coming up to their house. The mother gets taken in by like two or three of them. Why don't they just stab her to death instantly? Yeah. They take her upstairs and chain her to a bed. Why not? But yeah, and it, the, this wasn't like uh this wasn't the Wilson family's duplicates. This was the whatever the other family's duplicates. I forget their last name. But I forget. It was there. But were they in on the plot on the whole let's make them suffer thing? Because why wouldn't they just kill her instantly? See. They take her upstairs and chain her to a bed instead. Okay. See, I said I'd try. I don't know. That's another thing. It's like I wasn't sure why. Because when I was watching it, I was trying to work it out. I'm like, okay, maybe they can only kill their duplicates. But then the woman tries to kill her. So I'm like, okay, that's not. It doesn't seemingly is a thing because they try and kill them like eventually. But so I don't know why. And, and I, I admit a uh, golf club is a good weapon. But a putter. But <laughs> two against one, though, I think they, the the twin duplicates could have taken her on. Now, not needless to say, I did like it seeing the one get hit in the face and knocked over the railing that on, onto the glass coffee table. so hard. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to, like, knock this movie down. It's just, I'm just trying to make sense of things. Because, again, again, I, I started losing it. When the mom didn't get killed instantly, like she was drugged into the house. I Again, my interest just started going down from there. Yeah, I... Because so, I'm like, why wouldn't they just kill her? I don't know. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And, you know, hopefully I'll watch, I've still been watching theories about this because I've been thinking about it because there's in, a lot of interesting stuff that goes into this, but there's a lot of stuff that didn't quite add up for me, too. Well, what's stuff that didn't add up for you? I mean, my main complaints or gripes are just like things that like, you know, poking holes may be seen as nitpicky, but when all of the duplicates are wearing these red jumpsuits, where'd they get the red jumpsuits? How'd they get them? And then they also all have the, the glove. And the scissors, which I heard like the symbol, like this, there's symbolism with the scissors being like two halves of a whole, but like symmetrical, some something like that. But yeah, I mean, it was a cool look, I guess. The red jump shoots, the gloves and the scissors. I like that look. But, but yeah, why not have samurai swords so you can do some real damage to your duplicate? I think it's more for the, the symbolism. And also you don't see a lot of killer, like you don't see any killers in most other slasher movies that just have like scissors as their main weapon. So that's kind of cool to like kind of set the movie apart from other ones. But yeah, I don't know. Like where'd they get the scissors? Where'd they get all the, the gloves? Where'd they get the uniforms? How'd they get that stuff? And and how are they, I mean, do duplicates need food to survive? Like how do they survive down there for years and years and years and years and years? Uh, they were eating rabbits Okay. I'm not entirely sure how they got because they leave the facility very vague, like who was running it. But I found out the reason why they're eating rabbits is because rabbits was the first animal that was ever cloned. Okay, so that's why they have. And tons I mean, of rabbits. I don't know. I'm cool with the uh, you know sometimes less is more. Sometimes it's nice to just leave stuff to the imagination. You kind of kind of make up your own theories and things like that. Yeah, I don't necessarily consider stuff like that plot holes. I know it's per- some, sometimes it is better just not to know and like leave things up to the imagination of what might have happened and stuff like that. But I don't know. But so everyone in at least the U.S. is has a duplicate. It sounds like yes. And from what I understand, and it's how just do in these the duplicates US. get made though? Where do they come from? Like who says you're going to be duplicate of this person now? I yeah. See, I don't know. Like essentially, all you get from that is that they said that they're clones of the people. And the reason they're so wackadoo is because you can clone a person, but you can't clone a soul. So the soul is kind of like split into pieces. So essentially like the clones kind of share like a soul connection with their, like the real people up top. And they're supposed to, I don't know, they vaguely say that it's supposed to like, it was an attempt to try and control the population above. Yeah, but they're all the age of who's above. So it's like everybody, like once you're born, your DNA gets taken and cloned. Yeah, see, there's things like how they do it. I don't know. And the fact that apparently I I'm probably are- overthinking it. Let's talk about some things I like. I did, okay, as far as likes go, I did like the first deck, building up the characters. I really liked uh, the guy that plays, I forgot his name already, the guy that plays the dad. Yeah, he was very good, especially since 
is that the only thing I've ever seen him in is Black Panther. Yeah. So it's cool uh, to w- see him Winston in Duke. Like this. Sorry. Yeah, I enjoyed seeing him quite a bit. I enjoyed um, the girl who I'm going to butcher her name again, Lupita Nyong'o. I enjoyed her. I thought she was awesome. And yeah, I mean, I do like the beginning part where they're trying to break through the door. And then when they've got her like chained to the coffee table and the rest of the family and they start spreading out. I like that sequence, like the their boy in the closet with the other one was oh, pretty was, crazy. That was very freaky. That was cool. The girl getting chased by herself, too. Uh, I guess that was okay. I liked it more when she ran her over later on with the Land Rover. That was awesome. Yeah. Especially when she like threw her like flying through the air into the tree. And the mom gets to have to go inspect that she's dead. That was a cool sequence there. Yeah. Enjoyed that quite a bit. No, I like those two. Yeah. I mean, like, there's a lot of good parts. I, I, I mean, as far as comedy goes, I really enjoyed that other uh, family. The... Uh, the Tyler, I guess the Tyler family, that's what they're called, Kitty and Josh. Okay. I like their chemistry, Whether even though it's like couples bickering, I still like their chemistry. I thought that was pretty funny, like especially when she wants him to go inspect the noise, and he's like, But uh, I'm comfy. I'm comfortable. He's like, just sitting in a chair drinking a drink. He's like, I'm busy. I'm scared. Go inspect the noise. Like, I, I like ah, how he says, like, like, I'm busy. Then she looks at him like, that's obviously not true. Then she says, whatever. I'm comfortable. Like, lifts a drink up like, busy. <laughs> What did he say he saw at the window? Because they go to the window and he's like, oh, oh my, my gosh, God, you're it's, right. It's OJ. Oh, yeah. It's OJ. <laughs> uh, she's like, real funny, jerk. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that it was ridiculous but funny. But yeah, like, but then, yeah, they all get killed instantly. The mother's left alive for just a tiny bit more than gets finished off. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to lie. When the, the teenage girls get murdered, I'm just like, good. You were mean to the little kids. You deserve it. <laughs> Which also I thought was funny because when they were on the beach originally, the kids like playing in the sand. And they're just like, your brother's weird. Like building, playing with sand is such baby stuff. And yet all they're doing is cartwheeling, cartwheeling on the sand. I'm like, that's also baby stuff. Taking Instagram <laughs> photos, doing yeah. typical teenage stuff. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So that family, I don't know. I'm trying to think of other questions I have. I mean, the plot was overall, I guess, straightforward. I mean, I, so... Yeah, so the duplicate is took her spot and grew up with her with her parents, and I don't know. It just why would she be so afraid to go back there though? Well, I think the reason, from what I understand, for that because I was mentioned in some of the videos. I, I could see why if the actual girl didn't want to go back, having PTSD, being afraid of events that happened. Right. I could see that being afraid of going. Yeah. From what I understand, is like from what. I saw is the reason why she's just so skittish to go back there. It's just because she knows she's living a stolen life. She stole it. So essentially she's very afraid to, especially just being back in the exact spot that she did it, that the other girl would like either have like retribution or to like try and steal her life back. So essentially she's afraid of losing what she has, especially since she lived, she knows what like it's how awful it is down below. So she absolutely does not want to go back to that. Right. So I think that's re- the main reason why she just gets She doesn't know. Uh, she doesn't want to either be killed and or what, taken back. Was there or, any indication of like why now do suddenly all everybody's duplicates want to come to the surface? See, I don't have any like specific reasoning to why now, except for the just like oh we've been planning it for years and we're it's finally time. Like it's just okay. all right, all right. I know. I'm, pro- I'm probably nitpicking, looking too far into things. I mean, it's okay to ask questions, I mean, especially since it's such a, like, essentially viewed as, like, a really cerebral, like, thinking movie. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, I love that. Again, there's lots of cool parts, like, when the kid, the uh, duplicate kid, like, walks backwards into the fire and sets himself on fire. That was crazy. Right. Stuff like that was awesome. I did like some of the slasher stuff, like, especially when she has the pick and she's driving into skulls and stuff. See, that was pretty great. That stuff was awesome. Yeah. And I... But, to be honest, I... I think the our duplicate or true self, whatever, probably could have, should have kicked her ass. Yeah, I feel I feel like she should have lost that. Yeah, I could see that too. I don't, cause it. I mean, how good would that have been if like the real one kills the duplicate that goes back up? We think it's the duplicate getting with the family, and then it reveals that that was her all, the real one. I don't know. I uh, yeah, I know it's. 
Nobody in the family died, though. They just did not seem realistic in this kind of thing. Everybody else got killed by their duplicate, except for the four of them. Yeah, you know what? And I, I, I mean, kind of thought about that, and I don't, like, necessarily hate that decision, like, because I enjoyed all of the characters. Yeah, if I thought if anybody was going to die, it was going to be the dad. I thought that if one of them died, it'd be him. Then so he, was my, he was my favorite character. I didn't want him to die. I, he was, I liked... No, I'd say no. I gotta say the mom, Adelaide, is probably my favorite throughout. Yeah, I like the dad better for some reason. She was second, probably. Yeah, I mean, like the son had the most to do. I mean, well, the the daughter got to kill her doppelganger by hitting her with the Range Rover, which was pretty funny. That was pretty awesome. I mean, the dad had some great, yeah. like, little subtle well, comedic. Oh, his double, the way his doppelganger died was awesome. Blades of the boat. Yes, that was that was very cool. I love. I love that he tries to shoot him with a flare gun. Cause I thought I'm like, cause the guy made some point is like, Oh, you don't have a flare gun in your boat. And he runs an in boat. I'm like, Oh, he's going to shoot him with the flare gun. And then it didn't work. Yeah. So it's no. just like, okay, well I'm just going to have to kill him. Right. That's <laughs> uh, good stuff. Uh, I don't know. So I don't know. We we're already over an hour. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's a lot of, it's a lot to take in hard to talk Do about. Do you have any other questions? Oh, one other question. Yes. The coffee table. Was it bolted to the floor? Oh, my God, Jordan. Who? I thought about that, too, because she's like, I can't. She Because she's reaching for the, the steak or, like, the, the prodder for yeah, the I mean, fireplace. She's, she's, like, stretched out. Coffee table, even if it weighed 100 pounds, you could still, like, slowly move it. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking, I'm like, you could literally stop trying to reach it for a sec. You could just kind of stick because, you know, she can sit, like, squat. And literally, like, pick up the table and, like, move it closer. You could just pull it across the floor. I forgot the, about the, that. Obviously, the wood was easy enough for her to break with once she got the poker. Right. That's <laughs> so that, it wasn't that heavy a wood. That was one of the things I thought of when I was watching. I totally forgot about that part. But, yes, it's just, like, I'm, like, why don't you just pick it up or drag it instead of just, trying to stretch drag out it. your arm? Yeah, just drag it. I don't know. Anyway. I, again, uh, I that's the I thing know. is like I nitpicky, I guess I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, like if you can, I mean, like, it could be nitpicky about there being no rabbit poop in the hallway either. I mean, I'd say that, that would be nitpicky. With that many rabbits and no poop. To be fair though, Jordan, with that many rabbits, the set definitely had rabbit poop on it. Oh yeah, sure, it smelled just dandy down there. Yes. Um, I don't know. Uh, the only other thing, or like a couple other things that I want to mention is I did because when you get the slow, isolated incident build up, when it feels like an actual horror movie, and then when it kind of once they go to like the uh, their friend's house and they find them murdered, that's when the tone of the movie just kind of switches to like a thriller, kind of like zombie apocalypse movie. It feels like not quite. Uh, which I actually wouldn't mind seeing Jordan Peele take that genre on. Yeah, and a lot of people were taught, again, a lot of people that I was reading about and theories is like that could make for like a cool like sequel is exploring that idea of just like kind of turning it like a zombie apocalypse with these same uh, tethered. That's what they're called. Because I'm like after like the end of the movie, they make the hands across America. But then what are they going to do after that? Are they going to stand like that forever? What's happening? Like it's it's very open ended, it's tell very vague. So there's a lot of stuff you can take and like extrapolate. Well, I gotta say, stuff. by that point, I was out. And I didn't care anymore. I was just like, eh, all right, they survived. She's she's the duplicate all along. All right, cool. I don't know. I know it's the thing that I guess one of the biggest likes slash surprises is the reveal at the end that she was actually the duplicate who took the real girl's spot. Um, and yeah, I mean, maybe I, some people saw that coming. I didn't see that coming. I mean, when it come, I don't try to think about what's going to happen next, next, next. When I see these movies, I like to just kind of go along with it and be surprised. Yeah. So that was a, that was a cool surprise and reveal for me. Yeah, no, same. And my girlfriend was like, well, I saw it coming. I'm like, all right. Well, I was just like the same. I kind of moved with the movie. We should have seen it coming because she had the Thriller shirt on in the beginning. And if you ever seen that music video, you seen that music video? Yeah. It's at the been very, a while. At the very end, he looks back at the screen and his eyes turn yellow. Oh, right, right, right. So sh- that should have been the reveal all along what the ending was going to be like. Maybe that's a hidden Easter egg. I don't know. I have to look that up after we're done. But yeah, okay. That makes sense. That makes... Saying we should have known all along. That makes a stupid Had... amount of sense, Jordan. Right? <laughs> Which I actually think if that was his plan all along, that was actually pretty clever, Mr. Peel. I like that. Yeah, I'll have to look Very that up. Very clever. But um, 
Where did I go? Oh, well, I like the reveal that she is the uh, the tethered, like the clone who took the place of the real girl. So that effectively changes the character, which would lend itself to a second viewing. Because instead of seeing a protective mom who's trying to protect her family, you see somebody who's essentially very selfish, trying to make sure she doesn't go back underground. Well, isn't that she's still a protective mom? It's still her kids. True, but I think it it's I think it still changes the character a, a, a quite a bit. I guess if she has no soul, <laughs> yeah. she doesn't care about her kids that much. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's like there's no soul, but she learned how to speak. She seems to be somewhat caring about her family, or maybe these are just learned traits. Like, there's a lot you could. There's tons of different ways you could go with this. Should we wrap it up here? Yeah, I mean, great at it. Yeah, let's just do that. You first. So overall, uh, I really did enjoy this movie quite a bit. It wasn't. I wouldn't define it as a horror movie. It definitely was like a thriller with a lot of horror elements in it. But same as like and some comedic elements in it as well. I mean, kind of thinking of it in the same vein as like Zombieland. Like it's got zombies in it, but it's not really a horror movie. You know. So I enjoyed this a lot. I just had fun watching it. Like I said, there wasn't a lot of scary stuff to it. Like all the scary stuff, like jump scares, kind of happened in the beginning, which there weren't even that many. So I think even if you're not a fan of horror movies. I think you could do this pretty well. And uh, I don't know. It just makes me actually more excited to watch Get Out. Uh, but overall, I think I'd give this like 7 or 8 out of 10. Like there are some plot holes. There are some issues that I have with it. But I still thought it was a very cool, very enjoyable movie. As far as movie. entertainment goes or well, as far, quality okay. of a movie? <sighs> Ah, uh, I guess if we're averaging those out, I'd probably put it at like an eight or nine then. Just because I really did enjoy this movie. I can gloss over the plot holes and appreciate just this movie as entertainment. I had a good time. I thought it was pretty interesting. And it st- stuck me for a little bit while I kept thinking about it afterwards, trying to figure some stuff out in my head. Which, that's something to say. A lot of movies don't even make you think about them afterwards. And I'll give it some extra point, uh, an extra point just because it's original script, it's an original idea, and we need more of those. Definitely. So, so yeah, I, I say eight, eight or nine out of ten, like eight, eight point five, eight point five for me. Eight point five for you. That was on an entertainment scale or a quality movie scale, mm. because quality movie scale still grades. Entertainment is one through ten. Okay. En- okay. Fine. Entertainment wise, I'll give it a, I'll give it a nine. I was very entertained from start to finish. I thought it was interesting. I thought the characters were very good. So I'll give it a solid nine. As far as quality of movie, I'll give it, for me, personally, I did really enjoy it still. There were some issues. So I'll I'll still give it like B plus, A minus. Like just right in there. Like it's not perfect, but it's still very good. Okay, if I'm picking one, A minus. I'm just going to go A minus. I did right. really like this movie. All right, all right, cool. All right, yeah, for me, um, again, it's a good thriller, solid acting, uh, really well shot, I thought. And yeah, it definitely had some very good entertaining moments in it, for sure. I'm going to say, as far as the overall movie goes, I'm going to still give it a C plus. It just didn't do it for me. Again, like towards that last actor i was really starting to get a little bit on the board side maybe there's a little more oh shit moments thrown in there now and then great attempt though i mean i, I again like it's great like daniel was saying it's great to see something original for once that's not part of a franchise or a sequel yeah and reboot. especially something that's not just i think that's also what kind of scores it higher is since it's technically in the horror genre the horror genre is so overdone and then it's all you kind of see the same movie every single time they put out a new horror movie so it's good to see something different original and also original for the genre that they're putting it in yeah so for me again as far as overall i give c plus not trying to be nitpicky i know i I probably sound like i just nitpicked the crap out of this movie but yeah we kind of did there are a few things that bug me still and i'll probably watch it maybe again just to get the different viewpoint get the different viewpoint but it's not something i'm going to watch over and over and over again so I would say as far as entertainment quality goes, I mean, I'd give it like seven, seven and a half or something. Yeah. Because it was still entertaining. But yeah, I just need a little more oh crap moments. I mean, like, you know, things like when that girl did hit the other girl in the face with the uh, golf club <laughs> golf club, and knocked her over the railing onto the glass table. That was amazing. <laughs> that I needed more moments of that, I guess. Would have helped a lot. But anyway, 
I'd say, moral of the story, don't let your kids wander off, people. So, yeah, Daniel, let's, uh, why don't we say we wrap it up here? You can find us on movies and bru- movies underscore brews on Twitter and Instagram. Let us know what you thought of, I almost said get out, <laughs> what you thought of us. Liked it, hated it, think we're right, think we're wrong. Uh, us the movie, you don't have to tell us what you think of us. No, you don't have to tell us, we're great, we know. No need to type it out. But yeah, just let us know what you thought, and again, let us know what you're looking forward to. And leave us some five-star reviews, those help. We'll talk to you next time on Movies and Brews. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.